after pandemic disruptions, it's an unprecedented situation that requires unprecedented solutions. That's why when a strike threatened further disruptions to close down schools, our government took action to stop the strike. And I realize some people want to hold Doug Ford's feet, uh, Ford's feet to the fire. But, you know, I think the better strategy here is if you believe that Doug Ford did the right thing yesterday by backing down, and if you're happy that kids are back in school today, and if you're happy that the union and the government are back at the negotiating table, then let's just take it for what it is, progress, rather than trying to score this like a hockey game or a football game or a tennis match or something. Ah, so, oh, look at that. Look who won and who lost. No, let's just, I think Doug Ford did the right thing yesterday. And frankly, it probably took a degree of humility. And I think that shows strong leadership. Yes, you can continue to gripe about the invocation of the notwithstanding clause in the first place. But I think what we've established in all this is that it's now admitted that that was a mistake, which means the fears that it paved the way for other provinces to declare preemptively the notwithstanding clause and all kinds of things, that maybe that's not going to happen because the other premiers are going to see that it did not work in Ontario. So if, if this is for you a win, then just take the win and be gracious in the whole thing. And, uh, you know, maybe later on today, union reps and members of the government will walk past each other, single file and in desultory fashion, say, good game, good game, good game, good game. But listen, um, just as we prepare to uh, give you another keyword for our grand in the hand contest, let's talk bread and butter and let's get to the issues of everything that happened yesterday and happens today. Siobhan Morris, CTV News, Queens Park reporter is with us. Siobhan, what a busy, crazy day it must have been for you yesterday well i had the the i mean fortune or misfortune of uh actually being off work yesterday for the spillover from a wedding vacation but uh was watching all of this unfold from home all right so let's sort of bring everybody into the loop now of where we are because at nine o'clock the premier said okay 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 i'll rescind the whole imposed contract and notwithstanding clause if you go back to work. And then the union turned around an hour later, said, fine, we'll go back to work. So as the sun rises over Ontario, where are we this morning? Well, we're at, at a point that I think, you know, many parents are happy to see that kids are going to be back in school today after two days off on either side of the weekend and negotiations are about to restart. It will be interesting to see what happens and how much we hear from, from both the government and CUPE on the state of those negotiations. Remember that all of this kind of began because on Thursday, the uh, the mediator said, you guys are too far apart. Basically, you know, we're talking in circles. There's no reasonable prospect of a deal at this point. So both of you go home. There's just no point in continuing to talk. If for negotiations to pick up again this morning, you have and to end up anywhere productive, both or one of these parties are going to have to move. We, we know that QP has, uh, you know, before um, the actual strike on Friday and again on Monday, had said that they'd cut their, their salary ask basically in half or a little more than half. Um, the government still had, had really at least publicly maintained that it was all about removing the threat of a strike. Whether there's more nuance to it, whether they were willing to come up a little bit on the, on the wage ask, that remains to be seen. Doug Ford, I think, left a little bit of daylight, you know, talking yesterday about 
you know, he seemed open to the idea of lifting up the the lowest paid category of QP workers. So there was some space there, whether that is something that is, you know, public rhetoric versus what you see at the uh, bargaining table, again, remains to be seen. And I don't know if you have any special intelligence on this next issue, but it occurred to me that uh, Stephen Lecce, the education minister, had to play pit bull for the last month or so, and that he may end up on, you know, as a sacrifice on the altar moving forward. I imagine Doug Ford might wait a little while, but I have a feeling his days as the education minister are numbered. I don't know about that insofar as, like, the government knew uh, when they were reelected, that they were going to be coming into these challenging negotiations with all the education unions, not QP. QP is kind of the first to the furthest along in the process. And they have been very happy with the job that Stephen Lecce has done to this point. This roadmap of where we end up, you know, it, this is not a decision that Stephen Lecce made alone. When you talk about invoking the notwithstanding clause, that is from the the upper echelons of a provincial government. So you have, you know, Stephen Lecce kind of being a, a you know, a good soldier for the government in this respect. And you saw him, I don't want to say sidelined, but, you know, there was, I think, uh, an acknowledgement by the government to have a, a change in tone, that you have this uh, olive branch coming from the premier as opposed to um, as opposed to the education minister to really add some gravitas to it. Um, whether they, I, like, I don't have any sense that the government thinks that Stephen Lecce has done a bad job here. Education unions certainly feel differently, but I don't know that the government does. Siobhan, thanks a lot. Good to have you this morning. You're very welcome.